The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Dear Media IRL is back, and we're showing up bigger, better, and louder than ever. Join us on May 4th in Austin, Texas, for the ultimate live podcasting experience. Watch and learn from your favorite Dear Media hosts as they bring their insightful discussions from your headphones to the stage. Get ready to be inspired, entertained, and watch audio get a makeover. Tickets are on sale now at dearmedia.com slash IRL. See you on May 4th in Austin, Texas. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, y'all. This is Houseguest, and I am your host, Kenzie Elizabeth. Think a Gen Z wannabe Martha Stewart meets Dolly Parton trying to live in a Nancy Myers movie in her 20s. We talk all about life, relationships, navigating your 20s, closing out the bars, or waking up at 5 a.m., depending on our vibe that week. Ultimately, living our best lives and figuring it out along the way. So come hang out. Sometimes I have guests on who do really cool things, some of my best friends, or it's just me and my house that I spend way too much time in. So let's get into the show. Hi, y'all. Today we have Melissa Wood on the podcast, Melissa Wood Health. I love this episode. This is a rerun. I will be back next week, so don't worry. But this episode is so good. We're talking health, wellness, navigating your 20s. Melissa is just so calming. She's so like therapeutic, I guess is the word. Like something about her is just, I mean, it's really everything. I love her so much. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I am so excited to have you here today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and honestly to like talk your generation. I'm, <laughs> this is one thing about me is that I am technically Gen Z. Like I'm right on the cusp, but I really write out the Gen Z thing. You do. I've made it like a personality trait. Yeah. <laughs> At first I thought it was lame and I was like, I don't want to be Gen Z, those losers. And then I realized that I love Gen Z. Oh, I mean, Gen Z is very with it. Yes. So I'm like, I am Gen Z. Yes, you're Gen you know? Z. I think it's like my birthday is the cutoff. It is. I did my research before <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was like, well, technically Kenzie is Gen Z. Yeah. So. Oh my God. I'm so yeah, no, I'm happy to be speaking with. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like Gen Z is just uber confident. Yeah. There is like an uber confidence and this, it's very different than the way that I was in my 20s. There's almost like more of a knowing that comes off, at least from what I observe. I wonder if you feel that way because of who you were around who is in Gen Z. Because I think at the same time, there's so many people who are so impressionable in like comparing online more than ever and dealing with so many. There's obviously always been like the health fads. Right. But I think it can be a little bit more in your face with social media. But I do agree. I think that Gen Z is more of like carving a path for themselves than other generations have been. Oh, for sure. But I do. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I do think that's probably like my biggest, I would say, concern with your generation yeah. is just like social media is the norm. It's like this is what you grew up with. So there are so many positives, but there are so many negatives that come with that. And that's definitely something I like. I think about when I, I think of your generation. The other thing is so many people are achieving and doing so much at a young age because of social media, or it seems that way, or maybe it's not more than before. It's just now in your face. So I think, I mean, I am a Leo and I'm an Enneagram three, meaning the achiever. I am 
every single personality type that is like outgoing, overachiever, go-getter, like productive, all of those things. So I've had a hard time with like hustle culture and not, you know, succumbing to that because that's naturally like who you are. It's naturally who I am. Right. And I don't love that aspect of it. So I think for me, it's it is a little bit difficult when I'm I feel like I'm constantly seeing that. But I try to really curate who I follow and what I'm seeing to like protect myself. That makes sense. I think that's really important. I think that that is where a lot of just like the mindfulness component really comes into play. And I, I wonder, I mean, it's, I almost feel like I'm interviewing you. I wonder if it's because there's such a mindfulness movement, right? Where it's like meditation and movement has, has really taken an incredible turn for, for the best, I think, right? Like Mm -hmm. there's really been this evolution of what it really means to be and to feel well. And when I think of your generation, I, Gen Z seems to be so like in tune, but then I, on the flip side, I, I wonder if it's because of that's what social media kind of portrays to us and what, is really going on. You know, I know like for myself personally, as someone who has suffered from anxiety and my own stuff, I, I wonder with even just like the uptick of a lot of mental health stuff going on, how that affects us long-term. Absolutely. But the other good part of social media is there's so many, I mean, you think, I mean, I have been medicated most of my life for anxiety and depression. I'm in therapy. I'm very pro-medication. I'm very pro all those things. But I grew up in a family that has so many mental health issues. A lot of people, I got lucky in the sense that I was taught ways to deal with it Mm -hmm. outside of just medication. So like mindfulness practices, working out, like movement, all of that stuff that, and just like wellness things in general. Like I always joke, like my mom now is like basically going to Paltrow. Like that (laughs) is basically what she's become. And so that was really helpful. But also, and I know so many friends who like, there was really no guidance. And then it's like, there there was no in between on like getting better and helping like lifestyle changes. So I think social media is great too, because it's like people like you or whoever it is that are sharing like, mindfulness and movement in a way that's very healthy and isn't in a bad like health trend fad whatever it might be yeah I'm glad that it doesn't appear to be that way there's so many things that you can do and and listen I think without a doubt of course like for me it's like meditation and movement is the foundation of it all but there's so many other things like the amount of time we're consuming social media and things that I think a lot of people turn a blind eye to that really needs to be talked about. For instance, like the past couple of days, I I didn't post on social media and it's like my entire business is driven by yeah. social media. And I just, I like was coming off something and wasn't feeling a hundred. And I was just like, you know what? I'm not posting. And I think it's it's so normal for people to make such a big deal out of like not posting for a day or two. And like, guys, I'm taking a break. And it's like, you're taking a breath. Yeah. Like, and I even found myself for like a moment being like, oh, I'm taking, I'm taking a little time. That's like, but you're taking a day, 48 hours. Like, 
the amount of things that I completed and not even from like a productivity standpoint, just things that have been kind of building up in my life where I've been feeling swallowed that I haven't even been able to like face because I'm so consumed a lot of the time. I'm being honest here with the things that are on my plate. And listen, I have two kids. I have a husband. I have a business and a team and a community that I show up for every day that a lot of the time, the things that, and I prioritize myself, but like the things that I need to make me feel better, I like push to the side, like as simple as organizing, like the piles in my room that that stuff can really weigh on you mentally. Like Mm -hmm. it's crazy how much a cluttered crowded space can clutter your mind. And I mean, I took the two days I wasn't on social media. I put things away. I donated things. And I I mean, it sounds ridiculous. Like even today when I was sharing, I'm like, I have to be so gentle with the way I share this because it's like, you know, we're off for two days, but it's just become such a thing that if we're not showing and sharing everything, that mm-hmm. it's just, it's wild. Yeah. You're, you're super active as am I, and I do love it, but it's interesting what happens when you step away. Like, do you ever take a break? Rarely. Mm-hmm. Lauren Bostick is so good about this and she's so good at it. And she's like, you have to give some sort of mystery. I agree. I started on YouTube 10 years ago. So yes. like I have shared so much of my life. I still post to YouTube every single week. Yep. So it's so much of my actual life. And I will say since moving back to Texas, it is so much easier for me to like turn off and on because I'm not at events all the time. I have so many friends in this space, most of them live in New York. So like when I hang out with my friends in Texas, they have more traditional jobs or a little bit more normal. Like, hey, they're, like, they're not showing their entire lives on the internet, you right. know? And while like now they are in videos sometimes and stuff, it does give me a nice separation. But for so long, I felt like I couldn't do a single thing without it. I lost like very major family members around me and I had so much like, trauma happening and there was a buildup because I wouldn't stop. Yeah, I wouldn't face it. I was ignoring it with everything else. Yeah. So I finally did that. And it was honestly by moving to Texas. It was really like my 2020, which I was literally closed on my house February 2020. Like how crazy is that? The luckiest girl in the world, actually. And so it was like, obviously it's like so meant to be. And I was like, that was the time that I needed to like actually like, I don't mean COVID. I mean, getting the house before that. To be very clear. Um, But moving out of that space and not being stuck in LA and being just in Texas, like my home, it was just what I like had to do. Now I think it's a lot easier for me just because of the lifestyle that I have in Texas. It's way harder for me when I'm in like LA and New York, which is where I'm at a lot. Right. Just depends. Yeah. I mean, of course it's circumstantial and like it ebbs and flows, but I think I've really just been tapping into how I feel when I do pull back and like step away and maybe share a little bit mm-hmm. less or save it for an event or or whatever it is. And it's interesting because I feel like it's just become, it's what everyone it's, does. Yes. By the way, every generation. Yeah. I was like talking to a friend who's much older than me and the person's partner is sharing on social too much. It's becoming a problem. Like it's, it's just, it's interesting that I'm here with you today. And this has just been on my mind for the past couple of days because I'm like, what if we 
all paid more attention to like what was in front of us, mm-hmm. like to be more present. And that I, I will tell you, like that is the thing that I strive for the most. Like I really am working on being with what is in front of me. And it's so easy to be distracted all the time. I had this conversation with my husband last night too. Like, it's like, we both have businesses and, you know, trying to like meet someone in the middle, it's, it can be so challenging. And, and I just like, I think back to my twenties and I am so glad I was the last one of like my friend group to like get on Facebook. Like I was like, so not with it. I didn't understand it. I was like, no. And then finally got on it. I was also the last one of my circle to like get on Instagram. And, you know, it's really cracked open a whole new world for me, which I'm so incredibly grateful for. But I think we really have to do some inner work and create these boundaries within ourselves for like, like what space are we giving for ourselves where it's not just everything is content. Yeah. The word is so swallowing. (laughs) Like I'm just like everyone's shooting content. Everything's content. Like, and I really am not shaming it. I'm not. It's just at what point are people like living their lives because that's what makes them happy. And this is what makes them tick. And even shifting that perspective on like sharing or like documenting your life. Like it's just, I think the word content can get so clouded where people are losing themselves and focusing more. I mean, I was listening to you talk about this on The Skinny Confidential where you really pulled back at one point with YouTube, right? Because it was like so clickbait heavy and you no longer really wanted to like do that thing. It didn't feel right, right? But I think that's what the world, a massive majority of the world right now is focused on. Yes. Like for me, I, and I remember at this point in YouTube, I was like, I do not want to film a single thing that I wouldn't do organically. Yeah. So I'm not going to film a video that's like DIY. I'm not a DIY. I'm so lazy. Like I hire people. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like I would rather lose more money than like do. Right. So it's like, I have to just like stay in my own, true to myself and like what feels good. And also like I'm moving into another house right now. And I'm like, I want a sauna. I want a cold plunge. I want everything. I want it to be peaceful. Mm -hmm. I want it to be hosting. I don't want it. I don't want my phone in my room. Like I'm like, it's weird. I'm like, I do feel like there's been such a shift in my life in the past like six months where I was listening to your episode with Gabby, even about like talking about kids online. Obviously I'm single and 25, but I was like, I don't know what I'm going to even want to share when I'm married. Like, Mm -hmm. And that's not that far away from me. Like it's in the next decade, probably. So it's like, it's something that has been in my head a ton lately. But I wanted to talk to you about like advice for your 20s more specifically. Something that you also said on the episode with (laughs) Gabby. You guys are talking just a little bit about the hustle. And you said that one of the biggest lessons that you learned was like, it's way more about what's going on within and like the outside will work itself out. Yeah. So speaking to a girl in her 20s who is more confused, driven and like willing to do to do the work, what does that mean for that girl? I love this question because I think it it's so easy, easy to get distracted by all of the stuff and all of the things everyone's doing and to live in that comparison mode, especially at that 
point in your life. I know I certainly did. And it was honestly the driving force that got me to like realize I was like doing all the things. And I had never really taken the time to like go inward and like to sit with myself. And that can be, there's so many different forms, but I think there's really something powerful about sitting in stillness and really just giving yourself that time, like carving out that dedicated space with yourself to just be and to breathe and to connect so deeply with your breath and to let all the things, right? Like the thoughts, the lists, the exes or the person that you like. And do you want to do those plans tonight? What, what am I going to make? Am I going out to dinner? Like let all that stuff come up because I think people feel that when they attempt to sit in a meditation that they can't meditate because that occurs. That's human nature. Like that's naturally going to happen. So to like be with it and as all of that stuff, right? It's like finding that true calm in the chaos of life, like as it's coming up to make that choice, it's a commitment to self, that conscious choice with yourself to come back to your breath and to focus on the breath and let like the sirens and the doorman call up. And I always like to think of it as like this experiment with self and to see like what comes up. And, you know, after I know you do morning pages and, mm-hmm. and I think it's also a great opportunity to like write it out, to like get it out because there's, there is so much confusion and you're kind of like, do I want to do this? I don't know. I majored in this. And there's so much uncertainty. At least I felt that way in my twenties. And I was at this time that I'm like literally visualizing in my mind right now in my first apartment that I ever lived in by myself, I was like always dating someone or breaking up with someone. I had never really had time with myself. And this was one of the first times. And there's anything I can recommend (laughs) for (laughs) anyone in their 20s is to like take a lot of time with being with yourself, being single. Like what's wrong with being single? Thank you. Oh my, like, yes, people select to be single. Like it's a choice. I'm sure you could date many people, but maybe you're (laughs) choosing, (laughs) of course, to be with yourself, to learn more about yourself, to discover what you want. And yes, date people, date people. It's a beautiful thing to, to get to know. And then after writing it out, I think we're so quick to crowd ourselves with plans and take the classes that our friends want to take or go to the places that our friends want to go to or go to the bars and drink what our friends want to drink. When I thought about this, knowing I was going to be here with you, and I always say, like, if there's anything that I could suggest for any, like, even like my 20-year-old self, it's to be who you are. But I really feel that's evolved because I don't know that you know who you are in your 20s. You're discovering it. By the way, I turned 40 this year. I'm still discovering who I am. I think it's a constant just evolution of 
really realizing things that make you feel good and things that don't make you feel good. And to anyone who's maybe even working a job that they don't love or in a relationship that they don't like or has a friend group that maybe doesn't feel the best, I would challenge that person to really tap into the way that they feel. So it's less of like who you are and it's like, listen to how you feel. Listen to what's coming up for you. And even if you are in that job that you don't love, like what can you do in the day to like bring, this sounds crazy, but I'm telling you, this is where things really shifted in my life. To bring more love to like what I'm doing. Like even when I was really towards the end of like, my modeling career and I was fit modeling a lot and it was really exhausting. I was feeling really drained by it. I'd been doing it for 10 years. I knew it's not what I wanted to be doing, but I had no freaking idea what I wanted to do. You guys, no idea. There was no thought. There wasn't even like an inkling in my mind that I was going to be having an app one day, sharing meditations and workouts. Like (laughs) I'm telling you, I was so disconnected from myself but I loved fitness and I loved wellness. Even though I had a really bad relationship to myself, I was also bulimic at this time in denial. It was like my own deepest, darkest secret that I would never let anyone know because God forbid it didn't look perfect enough. And when I started waking up and prioritizing meditation, I've been meditating for well over a decade at this point in my life now. And doing the work, really doing the work every single day, no matter what in my life came up, even if I didn't want to do it, I knew that my life depended on it, that my happiness, that taking care of my mental health depended on me getting up, sitting in silence, doing that work. I journaled a lot at that point in my life. And then I spent a lot more time with myself. I started saying no to a lot of things. Everything that you just said is kind of like the era that I've been in. Mm -hmm. Like I stopped dating. It's been, I mean, now it's, that's recently picked up again, but I stopped for two years because I had been like same. There'd always been someone around and I had been ignoring myself for so long. And I finally got silent, which was the scariest thing at the time. The idea of sitting alone. And I would had always been someone who really liked alone time. Mm-hmm. So when I got to the point where I was afraid to be by myself, I was like, that's a little bit scary. And it was the best. I'm like recording an entire solo episode on it this week because it was the best thing I could have ever done for myself and like getting to know myself. But on the topic of like figuring out what makes you feel good, what doesn't. A few years ago, my friends and I, we, for some reason, we like gave ourselves homework for the week and we made lists of like things that refuel us. And we were like 21, so I don't know why we did this. Things that refuel us and things that drain us. And it was so crazy what I came back with because the things that I thought refueled me were not what actually refueled me. And I think about that often because it helps me like take stock. Like the past week, I felt very disconnected from myself. And I'm like going back to those exercises that I learned from a friend because it really is, it's the biggest game changer. But for me, my biggest issue in my 20s has been like needing to be alone and needing to get silent so that I even know who I am. Like I wasn't Mm -hmm. 
I was like, I have no idea who I am. I'm so confused. I have so much like in my head going on right now. And I just needed to get silent. And that was what changed my life like completely. I think that's so beautiful. And I I really think even just learning more about you that like your parents seem to have such a positive impact on you. Both positive and negative, (laughs) you know, love them though, you know, parents. Yeah. (laughs) Listen, we all have our stuff, (laughs) but you, you have a lot of tools. Yeah. Yeah. At your age, like I, I mean, I was getting into this work really when I was like 26, 27. But still, like you've been doing this for a while and you're, mm-hmm. it's, that's beautiful. I think it's so great that you're sharing all of this with your platform because it just it like it makes me so happy that people want to listen to this stuff because yeah. this is what's changed my life. Like, you know, people can see what I'm doing and I'm telling you right now that that work that I was doing in my apartment alone is what has me here and yeah. waking up every single day and still choosing myself, no matter what the hell is going on in my life. And yes, I have kids. I have a lot of responsibility. But my number one responsibility is to take care of myself so that I'm fully able to step in and do everything with my whole heart. Because if if I didn't, I want to be able to be here. I want to be able to do all of the things that make me feel so aligned with myself. And I love that list that you made. What I did is I made a list of all of the things. So I took a weekend, like it's, it sounds like a lot of time, but like taking a little weekend with yourself and making no plans, not talking on the phone with people. It can sound torturous. It is so beautiful. And it's, I, I invite you all to have a date weekend with yourself. It's incredible what can come up and tears, like a lot of tears. You can feel lonely. You can feel all the feels, feel it. Don't run away from it. That's what scares me about social media with your generation. I I don't know that people are really feeling and facing what's coming up for them. They're not. They're masking it and they're making videos and they're talking about it. But are you feeling it? Are you really being with it? Because I'm here to tell you guys from someone who didn't feel it for a really long time, there comes a point when it gets so powerful and so strong and the knocks become like, it no longer is like this little knock. It's like someone banging on that door and the door is going to come down. And I think if there's anything that I can do to share to help people really never let it get to that point is, is one of my missions with the work that I do is to have people step into their power to really strengthen their intuitive voice. And that list that I made was, I wrote a list of like all of the things that lit me up, like anything that just made me feel happy. And it was like the simplest things. And like, if you think about your day too, like even for me now at this point in my life, like it is the simplest things that make me my happiest. Like being able to like have my morning routine, be with my kids in the morning, walk them to school. Like it's, it's never anything that really like moves mountains, but it does. Yeah. Because it brings you back to yourself. It like makes you feel connected to like, what are we here doing if we don't know 
who we are. And, and I mean, I, I wish I saved that list to this day. Cause it was just, it was like having a cup of coffee with myself. I went rollerblading for an hour. I had a custom salad from chopped. Like I'm telling you, it was like the simplicity. And I just looked at that list. This is when I hated my job. I looked at that list and I was like, every single thing that I wrote down is connected to wellness and is connected to feeling good. And I feel my best when I take the best care of myself. And by the way, it doesn't mean that you can't like go out on weekends, dance the night away, do your things. You're young. I get it. Like I experimented with things too, but it gave me this sense of, it was like this real knowing that I had never felt in my life before. And I, that was like, that was when I like made a, I shifted things the next day. I like signed up for the um, an online nutrition course, IIN. And, and it was like, even though I didn't quit my job, I had to still work that job. But I started taking all my free time that I was giving to everybody else. Yeah. And I started giving it to myself. That's huge. And I'll have to have you come back on to talk about this more in depth of like figuring out what your passions are, but there's so many, I get so many messages being like, how do you mm -hmm. figure out what you want to do? I have no idea. I don't know where I want to take my career. And like, that is, even though it is the small things, I think you have to just know yourself. Like it's, that's the small stuff that leads to the big stuff. Like you, it all tied back to wellness. Oh yeah. Can I share something on that? Mm -hmm. Because if there's anything I can suggest, it's to stop trying to figure it out. That's really good. Actually. Because it's a push. And when there's a push, there's a force. And there's no flow that can channel through the energy in your life. My best advice for people who are like, I don't know what it is. Pay attention to what really like gets you excited. Like, what is it like tea? Like, is it like it could be something that you're just not connected to, you're not paying attention to a lot of the time because people are disconnected from self. So it's like, first you got to do the work. You got to get back to me. Meditation is the foundation of like coming back and building that inner peace with yourself. And then movement is how we move it. We move the energy. You can't have stagnant energy. We are constantly thinking so many thousands of thoughts, like even in just several minutes, we've got to, we've got to move it. We got to move all that stuff. And then it's to have like write things down. Like I, I write notes in my, in my phone. I also carry a planner. I'm very old school and we'll just write things down. Like simple things that I love that I maybe wasn't even aware of before. That's really been happening for me now. And like, get curious with it. Like, is there a group that you could join? I don't know. Like there's just everything these days. Like there's something connected to everything that I think people need to get curious. And I, I also think a lot of people are looking for others to give you the answer. It is our duty to really like come to this place with ourselves. And, and it, it really comes from, I think, strengthening that intuitive voice. I love that. And to do that, you have to spend time alone. 
which you is do, scary. Guys. But the more you do it, here's the thing. Oh, this is the last thing I'll say. The more time I spend alone, the less I want to be around anyone else, you know? <laughs> so I'm like, that's my issue now with dating. I'm like, I love being alone now. Like I, I went a little too extreme. So we're, we're going back. Same, actually. But the easier, like the more you do it, the easier it becomes. And yes. it's, it's more of like a routine and it's less scary. It is. You're like an evening. You love to do your evening. Oh, Me yes. too. And my morning routine. It's what oh, my God. I die for that stuff. Oh. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Okay. Live for it. We need to wrap this up because we've got things <laughs> to do today. Where can they find you? I'm like, I only have this amount of time. I'm like, so what else? <laughs> <laughs> Story. That's me, actually. <laughs> you can find me at Melissa Wood Tepperberg. And at Melissa Wood Health is where you'll find all of the workouts, meditations. You guys, we have seven-day free trial. We have literally of everything there. We share recipes. There's something for everyone. And I am Melissa Wood Health on TikTok as well. And what's my YouTube, Dylan? Because that we cracked that code and that's up and running. Melissa Wood Health. Yeah. Yes, I know. We're we've resurfaced the YouTube channel and we're <laughs> gonna be giving that some love and life. Amazing. Thank you for coming on. Thank you so much. Oh, and melissawoodhealth.com is the website. Here I will have everything in the show notes. Thank you so much. Thank you all so much for listening. If you love this episode, please don't forget to leave a rating and review. It really helps the show grow. If you want to follow me behind the scenes, you can find me on Instagram or YouTube at Kinsey Elizabeth or on TikTok at Kinsey the Texan. I drop new episodes every Thursday and they're also available to watch on YouTube. Thanks so much for listening and I will talk to y'all next Thursday.